You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We're on the eve of the big one at Albion Park tomorrow night. Another star-studded program, 11 races, kicking off just after 5 o'clock. The two big ones tomorrow night, the two Group 1 features, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint, the Garrard's Golden Girl for the Mares over the mile. They are races 6 and 8. We'll talk more about these races all morning in particular as far as tips and prices are concerned. But just on Garrard's, they've now been sponsoring the Sunshine Sprint for 25 years. They took on sponsorship of this race, and it's an iconic Queensland event. It's perfect, a sprint race in the Sunshine State since 1998 is when they come on board. Young Mr Charles was able to win his second Sunshine Sprint. That's when they took over from Radio Tab, who were the sponsors of the Sunshine Sprint. And now it's one of the most iconic Queensland races that we have on our calendar. And they've been integral in their support of the Sunshine Sprint. And tomorrow night, this might be the best ever running of the Sunshine Sprint. Because earlier in the week, we got a little bit of a surprise when Leap to Fame was amongst uh, nominations for the race. He was then accepted for the race. The barrier draw conducted on Tuesday afternoon. And he came up with gate number six. Last week, he overcame gate seven to win the Group 1 Rising Sun. Now he's looking to overcome gate six. And this is his first true test going up against the open class horses. So there's a lot to break down as far as the Sunshine Sprint. Gary Daffy's about to join me. Greg O'Connor from New Zealand here in Brisbane. We'll get his thoughts on Leap to Fame. Edgar Patterson, Ryan Spice, Darren Clayton. So we'll have all the other regular crew on this Friday morning. Gary Daffy is with me as we speak. He was trackside here last week, taking in all of the uh, the glory of Leap to Fame. He'll be trackside again tomorrow night. Jared, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Certainly did. Looking forward to the next two weeks as well. And I know uh, you, you've received a lot of accolades globally for that call last Saturday night, but let me tell you, it was something else. And being there, it, it was special because when, when he let the reins go on the turn, uh, Grant Dixon, I've never heard a roar like it. The crowd all the way down the straight just roared and roared and roared. So uh, we're going to see more of that hopefully in the next two weeks. But, yeah, it was something to behold. Well, it's a little bonus this week as well that we get to see him again because originally Mm. this race wasn't really penciled into the program. They were looking to go from the Rising Sun to the Blacks of Fake, the Grand Circuit race next week. So they've decided to go to the Sunshine Sprint. So there's probably two ways you can look at it. He's thriving and he's done so well out of the rising sun. So that's probably bad news for his rivals tomorrow night. But for yeah. fans, it's a bonus because you get to see him again. You do. And I mean, take him out and it's still a wonderful field anyway. They're all yeah. there, aren't they? Or most of them are there. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating viewing firstly to see what happens at the start. And I guess more importantly, what happens at the finish. But not surprisingly, Chris Punters will let us know uh, who they want to be with. It's clearly Leap to Fame. He did open 240. He's now into a dollar eighty. Uh, just a couple of other things in regards to tomorrow night's meeting. We've got some jackpot information. There's a Quadrella jackpot, races five to eight. Uh, these are UTAB jackpots, $20,000. So that's expected to get a hundred to 100 plus. And first four jackpots on 
the Sunshine Sprint, the Hayden, and also the Golden Girls. So races six, seven, and eight. That's a twenty thousand dollars start. Also expected to get to a hundred thousand. So big money in the in the uh, UBET uh, UTAB pools for tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Already they've renamed the bar at Albion Park, Larry's Bar. That's what Leap the Fame's known as, the stable name Larry. So that uh, bar in the home straight area. And I think most hospitality uh, uh, packages are sold out for tomorrow night. Let me pose this question to you, Jerry. You've been to a lot of racetracks, taken in a lot of good horses and greyhounds. If he wins again tomorrow night, he's aiming for history. No horse has done the, the big treble. I know it's only new, the Rising Sun, but no horse has won the Rising Sun, Sunshine Sprint, Blacks are fake in the same season. But if he wins tomorrow night, will it be standing room only at Albion Park next week? It will be, for sure. Mm. That, that was nearly the case last week. Uh, and, and we're just seeing it with, with the media coverage. Now, it, it extends well beyond Queensland and well beyond harness racing, Chris. You know, the whole world are talking about this. Or, well, it seems as though the whole world. And I did a few spots into uh, Victoria uh, this week on RSN, the, the racing channel down there, and the first thing that um, Maddie Stewart asked me, well, he asked me twice this week, lead to fame, what was it like being there last Saturday night, and what do the experts say this week? And I said, well, I, I think there's a few out there that think he can be beaten this week, but, you know, as I said, punters have sort of have, have let us know. And the other thing too, and uh, I should have... Uh, should have said this at the start of the show, but um, it's worth noting that Sky Thoroughbred Sun Central tomorrow night and last week and also next week will have exclusive coverage all night from about 6.40 onwards of uh, of the Sunshine Sprint program tomorrow night and then obviously the Blacks are fake next week. So wall-to-wall coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central. If you can't make it to the course, you can check it all out on there. Yep, awesome. Uh, 1983, the Sunshine Sprint was first stage. An amazing trick was able to win the race. The race record, I'm the Mighty Quinn, 150.4. The track record, and he starts in this race tomorrow night. The uh, owner of that track record is Black Sedance at 49.2. Do they break the track record? I don't know. That's one I should be asking you. I think Maybe they go they close. Maybe they'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. Hey, I've got a heap of stats. Uh, four-year-olds have won the past two editions. Leap the Fame is a four-year-old. So Better Eclipse mm-hmm. copy that two years ago. And just looking at it, favourites in this race, they hold their, their own pretty well. Last year we had co-favourites. Uh, Better Eclipse, uh, the winner, and turn it up. He ran third. Copy that was favourite two years ago. Not held because of the pandemic in 2020. Colt 31 was beaten uh, by his stable mates. So Grant Dixon yet to win a Sunshine Sprint. He's trained the Quinella Rahoga punter beat Colt 31. Soho mm-hmm. Tribeca was unplaced as favourite. Hector JJ favourite, one. Chris and me, second. Uh, Smolder, second. I'm the Mighty Quinn favourite. Mac Beauty was second. So that's just the last 10 years. So favourite ways, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just looking down this field and have a look at some of the horses and the prices. Like, uh, expensive Ego was favourite last week. It's 51. Magnificent Storm was backed off the map. It's $13. Uh, Hot and Treacherous, 61. Turn It Up, 81. Even Spirit of St. Louis, $15. So uh, you're getting terrific value, some of these star harness performers, if you think Leap to Fame can be beaten. So, it, it again, it, just, it adds to the whole mystique of the race, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. So we opened 240 immediately after the barrier draw on Tuesday. He's now a dollar eighty. So, does he start any shorter tomorrow night, Jared? Uh, I, I think there's enough people out there to suggest that he can be beaten to say that no. 
But you know what? I think come tomorrow night, just that groundswell of support from the public. Uh, and, you know, we saw that in a couple of instances last week. Uh, once, once some of these favourites started to shorten up, you know, they kept shortening up just due to the extensive coverage on, on Sky and also Sky Racing Active. So I'd be very surprised if that $1.80 is still there tomorrow night. I, I guess the other thing too, Chris, is that the two behind him in the market, Better Zip It, four out to five, and Mac Dan has been four out to 5.50. There's little to no interest in them, so it, it makes sense that they've got to get to a bigger price. Some of these roughies, none of them have shortened. Like Spirit of St. Louis has been nine out to 15. I think just by default, whether you, whether you like him or not, I think he has to shorten up. Well, it's race number eight tomorrow night. Start time for the Garrard Sunshine Sprint, 8.55. Some of these other bigger races tomorrow night, Jared, the Hayden, the inaugural running of this race. So this is a slot race. Uh, the uh, Connections uh, bid for their slots following the yearling sale earlier this year. So $230,000 up for grabs, but the winner of this race will represent racing Queensland in the Tabureka on September 2. So there's a lot at stake here. Yeah, Maddie it's a big carrot, isn't be, it? Yeah, and Matty Hayden's going to be trackside tomorrow night. They think it's a two-horse race. Speak the truth, $1.90. Captain Shuffles, two fifty. Double figures, all others. Where's the money going? They were a little bit closer together when the market first went up. 2.10 Speak the Truth and 2.30 Captain Shuffles. So as you can see, Speak the Truth now into odds on $1.90. Captain Shuffles out to $2.50. The only other one where we've seen any support at all is number nine, Danger Zone, which opened at $21. It's now into 14 There's a lot of roughies in there, uh, Chris, and the others in the market have sort of got out. So... It, you know, on paper, it probably looks a race in two, but at the moment, the money clearly with number 10, Speak the Truth. Okay. The Group 1 Garrard's Golden Girl. This is a, uh, a star-studded lineup of mares here, and this is going to be a really entertaining race for mine. The favourite is Brave You Kelly. She won the Queen Elizabeth, the Old Ladyship Mile, earlier this year. She contested the Miracle Mile last week, brave in defeat from the outside of the second row. Tomorrow night draws the inside of the second row, but she's the punters elect at 250. Manhattan, the Kiwi Mayor, three sixty, five dollars or more a Vita, uh, five fifty Uptown Beach Girl, and then we're looking at Soho Historia, eleven dollars. So where's the money going in the Golden Girl? It's been fairly busy this race. Uh, Manhattan from the pole opened at three eighty, quickly got into three forty, but now out to three sixty this morning. Uh, Uptown Beach Girl, big go last week. It's uh, pretty much unwanted here. Three eighty out to five fifty. Brave View Kelly. Now, Brave View Kelly did open the two fifty favourite with the support for Manhattan. It got out to two seventy, but that's gone. It's back into two fifty. And Amore Vita has been five fifty five. Was five fifty early this morning when I had a look at these, and he's now back into five dollars. So it looks like uh, you know. There are probably four main hopes there, but at the moment, Brave View Kelly punters happy to be with it. Okay, so going with the favourite despite drawing that uh, somewhat tricky draw, the inside of the second row. Chris Alford coming up to drive a more Avita. It's his only drive on the night, so there might be a lead there. She's mm. a high quality mare, no question. So that promises to be an excellent race, and it's been uh, a wipeout race for punters. The inaugural year, Gerardo's Delight lit up the tote board last year. Town Echo, much the same. So. Can a favourite get on the board? We're about to find out tomorrow night. Are you allowed to uh, re release your tips now? What do you like in that race? Uh, in the Golden Girl? I'm yeah. going with Soho Historia. Okay. I, I know it's an ask. She's first up and going into a Group 1 race. But if any stable is good enough to achieve this uh, feat, it's Emma Stewart. So 
she's a high quality mare. She won the Group 1 Queensland Oaks last year and produced a brilliant sprint on that occasion. If she can just slot in without doing any work early and they're, and they're flying up front, you know, I think she's going to be hard to hold out. So I think she's it's good value $11. $11. Yeah. What about the Hayden? Uh, the Hayden, like. I think, speak the truth. I think it is a two-horse race. I think Captain Shuffles will get to the lead. I think Speak the Truth will be outside him, at least with a lap left to run. And I think these two favourites hook up, they go hard. But I think Speak the Truth can just worry him out of the prize. I am concerned he's had a couple of real lung busters in the last couple of weeks. He chased home Leap to Fame last week in the Rising Sun, had a really hard run, went successful in the Queensland some two runs ago. But he, he's a genuine good horse, this guy, and I think he'll prove that tomorrow night. So... He'll represent Queensland well when he goes down to the Eureka if he wins this race tomorrow night. He won't be out of place there, so I'm expecting him to go close. And, and the, uh, the, the Trotters race? No, I'm with Leap to Fame. I'm his biggest fan, so you won't sway me any other way. Well, we're so. all looking forward to the call. Mm, well, I don't know, we'll I don't know how you better last week, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll be right. We'll be right. Uh, the Trotters Sprint race four... Uh, Adele favourite here, 310. Smoking Bandar is he, the emergency. Somewhat surprisingly left out of this field. He's a good quality Tiwi trotter. He's at 360. Uh, $5 Majestic Trio, uh, $5 Sugar and Spice, 550 Van Sank, 950 Red Castleton. So, again, there's a few different schools of thought for this race, but where's the money going? It's all over the place. Uh, you mentioned Adele first off, so we'll start with, with her. 350 into 310. Smoke and Banda yet to get a run four into 360. Uh, Majestic Trio's been around about that $5 mark. Van Sank, 650 into 550. Jack, I watch 650 out to 10. And uh, Sugar and Spice from the Good Barrier there, a $5 chance. So, look, I, I think maybe a lot of people are waiting back to see uh, sitting back to see where the smoke and bandar gets a run, Chris. Yeah. Money's with Manhattan, but there's been good specking for at a huge price. Number seven, CK Spur. Now it did open sixty-one dollars. It's into nineteen dollars. So I don't know whether it's got any chance or not. But interesting that you know the big odds are well and truly gone. Okay, yeah, it's a, an interesting move. It's a tough draw for him uh, drawing the outside of the front row. So that's the other uh, trotter sprint there. That's race number four. Another one of the features is race nine. This one for the two-year-olds, the Albion Park Gold Final. Favourite here is the filly drawn the A, Synchronizer. They came out of the heats last week. She was a heat winner. $2, drawn directly behind her Balboa Rocket, $2.05. And then it's double the figures. So this is a genuine two-horse race, according to the market. Mm. Well, the punters say it's a one-horse race, and it's Synchronizer. It opened at 360. Uh, it was 270 midway through yesterday. It's $2 now. And it's uh, so it's replaced Balboa Rocker's favourite. It opened at 180, it's out to 205. So, looking at the prices, Chris, there's nothing between the two at the moment. However, the money clearly with uh, Synchroniser there. And those other ones, uh, you know, they're, they're big double figure odds and they've all gone right out the market. Bronsky Zulu has been 9 out to 15. Uh, you know, most of those $34 pops have pretty much doubled what they were. So, yeah, the prices suggest a race in two, but money clearly with the one Synchroniser. Okay, good push. Uh, the J.C. McMullen race five. This is the first leg of the quaddy. Uh, this is a good race. Tidy field here. The Bowden Blues, $2.15. We've got 380 RDs Flash. They're stable mates. And then we're going to Always Smoke and 390. Here's the emergency. Uh, $7. He's Charlie's Angel coming out of last week's Rising Sun. Eight fifty. What a roller. Is there a lead here? There's a couple. Now, 
Uh, the favourite, the Bowden Blues, from two, 185 out to 215. And I'd suggest you might even be able to do better than that. Always Smoking has been around about that 390 mark. Last time Joe's been 10 out to 12. Then we get down to the heavy hitters. Number eight, RD Splash, 440 into 380. You mentioned he's Charlie's Angel backing up from last week. 34 now $7, so basically a quarter of what it opened at uh, He's Charlie's Angel. So some big moves there. Okay, interesting race. Uh, a couple of shorties at the back end of the program, but really good talent here. The Lost Storm, as we know, he'll start in the Tab Eureka. He's here for the Derby next week. He's a dollar twenty-two. Any interest at this stage for the Lost Storm? We put him up at one twenty-five, and straight away there was multi-action uh, with the with the one we're about to mention in race eleven, and a couple of others for the night, and a few sporting events as well. So, looks like he's expected to win dollar twenty-two. And rocking with attitude in the Trotters Oaks, a dollar oh eight, backing up from last week's Great Square, very short. Yeah, it hasn't changed uh, that particular market. It opened at a dollar and eight, and that's the way that it is. You know, the 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 sign is uh, you're always looking at. Any interest at all in anything to beat it? No, there's not. Dollar and eight, multi-action there. Okay, well, let's build a multi for the weekend, Jared. What are we looking at for Albion Park tomorrow night? Well, I'm going to leave those last two out. I think they're too short, but by all means, if you want to throw them in for a, for a little bit of uh, icing on the cake, go for it. But the three that have been best backed, and we'll put them in the multi, uh, race seven, number 10, Speak the Truth. Race 8, number 6, Leap to Fame. And race 9, number 1, Synchroniser. So 7, 10, 8, 6, 9, 1. Okay, so speak the truth, Leap to Fame, Synchroniser. And if you want to add a little bit more mayo to it, you can put in the Lost Storm and Rockin' with Attitude in races 10 and 11. As you said, Jared, uh, there's plenty of uh, jackpot information with UTAB players tomorrow night. The quadding first fours on those big ones, the, the Golden Girl, the Hayden, the Sunshine Sprint. Big program, 11 races, and plenty of coverage as you outline, and you'll be part of that coverage. So looking forward to seeing you trackside again. Yes, and uh, I can't wait to get there. And, of course, uh, after that feature tomorrow night, the, the market will be updated throughout the night, or particularly after the sunshine sprint on the Blacks of Fake. So be interesting to see what happens there with m- maybe not only the winner but the beaten division where the prices go to for next week. But that market will be up straight away as soon as the sprint is finished tomorrow night. Awesome. We'll see you trackside, Jared. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. You can check out those prices right now by going to the website tab.com.au. Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday morning. He's online with us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Leap to fame. Can he do it again? Yeah, he certainly can, Chris. We love what he's doing, this preparation. The boy has become a man. We are a little surprised to see him perhaps back up into the Sunshine Sprint, but he's just taking all before him. He can go forward. I think you get to the breeze by the bell and he'll outstay his rivals. Okay. Well, plenty of having their say about how this race maps. What, what are your thoughts? Like, best case scenario, the breeze. Is that, is that the closest he, he's going to get to the peg line? Yeah, I don't see him running to the front this week, that's for sure. There just won't be enough time. The breeze is where he needs to get to. Um, if he was trapped out on a limb three wide, you know, it gets pretty, uh, pretty sticky, but he's just that big, strong and powerful. I can't imagine that any horse that gets caught in the breeze would want to hold. Does he have to run a track record to win? Geez, Chris, I think they're going to give it a nudge. Uh, the sectionals this horse has been running. His last mile last week was 49.5. You know, that alone tells us that he's capable. So, yeah, I think they go very close. OK. He's currently a dollar eighty. Is that as short as he gets tomorrow night, or does he trim up a little more come jump time? 
Well, one thing that we've seen with this horse is the market just absolutely loves him. He just steams one way. He's already been two forty to a dollar eighty. I think he'll jump more closer to a dollar sixty. Okay. What's the best best knockout chance? If he gets if he gets turned over, what what's the best value runner here? I think the best knockout hope is probably the Emma Stewart trained Mac Dan. That'll be on the proviso that better if it can do enough to hold up. If he's had that uh, cushy marker line run and gets a split, he's probably the one to uh, to turn him over. Okay, just just going back to the map, is it a foregone conclusion that the one leads, or is there going to be a major element of surprise here at the start? I think Better Zippet and Black Sedans are both quite similar in that their first 50 to 100 metres, they, they tend to more muster speed rather than being push button. The, the really quick horse to my eye doing the replays is the Western Australian horse, Magnificent Storm. He's probably the spanner in the works for the map that he might be able to zip straight over. Okay. So you're with Leap to Fame. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? Chris, going to head to the other Group 1 feature, the Golden Girl. I'm strongly in Brave View Kelly's corner. I think Manhattan can do enough to hold up and lead, and that's where she runs her best races. So with Brave View Kelly camped on her back, I think she's the one. Okay. 250 currently. You happy with that? Yeah, um, I'm more than happy with that price. I've marked her even money. Okay. I'll ask you the question that I ask Garrett as well. If Leap to Fame wins tomorrow night, how do they fit them all in next week for the Blacks of Fate? Yeah, well, his uh, starting price is going to be very short because he gets back out to his wheelhouse over 2,600. So, yeah, if he does this uh, big treble, it's going to be a sight to behold. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, you'll be trackside tomorrow night. Appreciate the time. We'll see you tomorrow night. Awesome. See you then, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So his best bet comes up in the Garrard's Golden Girl. That's race six. He likes the favourite, number eight, Brave View Kelly. 250 currently, tab fixed price with Brave View Kelly. Let's go to Greg O'Connor now and get his thoughts. Uh, as we said last week, he came over last year. He's back again, and I'm, I'm tipping. That would have been uh, quite mind-blowing for him last week, watching Leap the Fame do what he did in the rising sun. He backs up this week. Greg, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Couldn't have summed it up better. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty amazing to be standing there and watch uh, Grant Dixon go past at the at the 150 and, and just blow that field away. And we all hoped he was capable of doing that, mate. And he absolutely delivered and delivered in spades. And to see the reception and hear the crowd, particularly when he took the lead a lap out, um, you don't often get that at a harness meet anywhere in Australasia. So um, it was special. They knew what was going to unfold over the last lap, and I thought you uh, encapsulated beautifully with your call. Thanks, Greg. Um, just with this race tomorrow night, so this is a bonus because originally it wasn't part of the, the program. So uh, fans get to rejoice and, and see him again here tomorrow night. But this this is tricky, this race tomorrow night, drawn out in gate six at a mile. Yeah, it won't be easy for him. Um, I know I've spoken to you during the week about the change of plans. Mind you, uh, Grant keeps his uh, cards pretty close to his chest, so maybe it was always uh, on the radar. But, yeah, it won't be easy, particularly with the Grimson pair of Better Zip It and I Cast No Shadow and Black Dance and Magnificent Storm all drawn to his inside because it'll be fireworks nice and early, so... Whether he can go back at this level over the shorter course and do what he did last week, well, if he can, Chris, we are seeing something um, very, very special. And uh, I was out at uh, Grant's place yesterday, and, um, yeah, 
gave me a, a pretty pretty strong feeling that he believes uh, this horse is the absolute best he's ever trained and therefore he has full confidence in him. But you know this place better than I'll ever know it. Um, racetrack position is so vital regardless of how good you are. So it's getting your head around what he's going to need to do to be able to beat a free-for-all field, not an age group field, for the first time. Mm, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big challenge, but uh, we're, we're talking about generational-type talent here in Leap to Fame. What about the track record? 49-2, does that fall by the wayside? Well, if you get the right night, and weather conditions uh, would indicate that that's what you're going to, you, you just can't have that back-off quarter. So if it's on for young and old for the first half of the race and he comes into it in the second half, absolutely it's on. Um, you know, it's an incredible time, 49-2. Is, is, it, is it possible? Absolutely. I think there's enough speed in this race and with a great horse like him potentially getting into it in the second half. It is on, but I, I, I would imagine that um, yeah, you, you've, you've got to run that second quarter is the most important when you're talking about breaking records. Mm. 8.55 is that feature. The other group one, the Golden Girl. Now, I'm really keen on your thoughts here with Manhattan. She was pulled out of the race last week with a gear issue. She's finally landed the gate. And now, you broke this news earlier in the week that there was going to be a driving change. Bob Butt, the trainer from New Zealand, is coming across to partner Manhattan. Can she go all the way here? I think she can. Uh, On her best New Zealand form, she absolutely can. She's one of these horses, Chris, that when she gets in front, uh, obviously she's by better's delight. She just hates other horses running past her. Now, the problem, and your your man Ryan Spicer's uh, labelling Brave You Kelly, is that she's on uh, her back. And the, the straight's not that long here, and if they're running 27 the last quarter, it's, it's difficult to e- even make up that length and a half. And, and if you've got a horse in front that, that hates others running past, then I believe that she'll be able to hold her off. In saying that, Brave You Kelly is, has been exceptional this year. Um, she was a brilliant filly in New Zealand. She's an even better horse now, and her run last week was uh, outstanding. She's going to be in the right spot throughout. I'm, I'm sure Manhattan can lead. Uh, you saw her gate speed last week, um, even though she had to be pulled out of the race. The drone shot showed that she uh, had clearly had just about could have got the lead um, uh, off the gate. So I don't see any problem with her, with her holding up. I know Fairy Tinkerbell is very quick, but when they draw alongside each other, they've actually got to be two lengths quicker to get across. And I just don't see that happening. So uh, Bob said if he gets a good barrier draw, he would come. Well, he's got the absolute best barrier draw, and that makes her uh, a big, big winning chance. Yeah, I think she's going to gather really strong support come jump time tomorrow night. I think there'll be a few getting on her uh, wagon tomorrow night, and from barrier one, she's going to get every chance. So Bob arrives, what, first thing tomorrow? Yep, up our state, he'll, uh, he'll land here, and um, I think he's pretty excited. Uh, it was his idea to get Manhattan here. I know there's a huge contingent uh, of the connections going to be here. They're all southern boys. Uh, they love their harness racing. Um, in saying that, the, the connections uh, of Brave You Kelly, uh, they're here as well, the Pierces, and um, you know they're, they're going to love 
uh, being part of this uh, too. So um, Paul was on the radio with you the other day. That you know, um, they they love their harness racing and, and they love this uh, this mare, and she's going to get a race uh, you know, that's going to suit her down to the ground. So um, looking for a quasi Kiwi one-two finish, but uh, there's a lot of lot of quality in here as well. And, and of course, the other Kiwi connection is with a more Vita. Uh, still owned in New Zealand and I was out at Grant Dixon's yesterday and uh, the Emma Stewart team, uh, they're very, very happy with their two and of course last year, their other of their runner Soho Historia uh, upset a Moravita in the Oaks. Mm. And the other Kiwi horse that everyone's got their fingers crossed for that may be able to gain a start is the emergency is the Grey Trotter. That looks tailor-made for him if he, if he, if he secures a start. Mobile conditions, a mile, he'll give that race a real shake, smoke and bander. Yeah, I'd love to see him in it. Um, they deserve a shot, and um, who knows what, what's going to happen in the next 24 hours, but uh, the mobile right up uh, his alley. And the big thing about him is uh, maybe some of the people over here don't realise he was third favourite for that Dominion uh, in behind the Super Trotters, uh, Sunday Sun and Muscle Mountain. And yes, he did have a gallop in that, but he's a free-for-all winner at Addington. Um, you saw the way he trialled, Chris. Uh, if, if this horse gets an opportunity here, he's so flashy, he's so appealing to the public that you'll know exactly where he is in the run. And if he gets a start tomorrow night, he'll give it a shake, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're going to feel right at home with that big Kiwi contingent trackside tomorrow night. We'll see you at the track uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, beautiful, Chris. Always appreciate the opportunity. Good calling. There's Greg O'Connor joining us. So uh, a lot to look forward to, in particular for the Kiwis, with Manhattan Landing Barrier 1 and Brave New Kelly, who's Kiwi-owned, drawn directly behind her in Gate 8. Let's go to Albion Park now. Edgar Patterson from the uh, the club is joining us. Edgar, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are we? Very well. Am I right in saying the bar, the trackside bar, has been renamed after last week's demolition of Leap to Fame, so it's now Larry's Bar? That is very much correct. Uh, yeah, so the Home Straight Enclosure Bar has been renamed to Larry's Bar. So if you want to get tickets into the Home Straight Enclosure, you'll be able to have um, a beer in that area. You get a three-hour drinks package um, that starts around 6 o'clock and goes to about 9 o'clock. So some good value for money to see these awesome superstars on the track on Saturday night. Okay, well, just talking about ticketing, whether it's tomorrow night or even next week, Blacks and Fake Race Night, is there still some opportunities for people to, uh, you know, get some good seating? Yep, the home straight enclosure's still got um, a decent amount of tickets, so that's $89 per person. Um, most other hospitality areas are sold out, but that one is still rocking strongly. And, uh, of course, now it's Larry's Bar, so there's a cool sort of aesthetic to the, the place now too. Yeah, it's a good spot too. It's close to the track, like right on the track, and you're right next to the... Uh, the, the main birdcage enclosure, so you get a good look at the horses. 100%, yep. No, it's the best place to be. Probably good value for money, and you obviously get the three-hour drinks package. So if you're thinking about getting to the creek, that's your best bet. Okay, the million-dollar question for you, does he win again tomorrow night? Oh, I think so. I think there's something special about the horse, and so I was up in the top of the grandstand watching him win last week and there was a good little roar and there was even some people throwing their hats up in the air like he was, you know, back in the bloody 60s or something. So it was cool to see the uh, the old heads enjoying themselves on the track on Saturday night. He's a special horse, no question. Where do we find your good bet tomorrow night? Uh, race number three, the Grog Father. 
$2.70, um, drawn in barrier one. Out of his 64 career starts, he's only actually drawn barrier one twice. Um, he won one of them and ran second at Albion Park in a 153-mile rate. New stable here, the McCarthy's. Um, just looking for them to go bang with this horse. I think he's got a lot of ability, showing um, some good grit and determination. I think Barry One's going to be his friend if he's on the fence leading them up. I think he'll be too strong. And obviously Luke McCarthy in the sulky. I'm a huge fan. Okay, well, you can't go wrong there. Race three, number one, the Grog Father, currently at 270. And you'll have more tips on the social pages tomorrow for the club? Yep, 100%. They'll be out on the social media um, as well. On the social media, you can go have a look at Larry's Bar if you're interested on our Instagram, Twitter and Facebook on the Creek socials. Um, you can see the, how the bar looks. And, yeah, my tips will be out at around 10 a.m. So very much looking forward to Gerard's night at the Creek tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's hats. There's stubby coolers, Leap to Fame. Some pictures that you can purchase for $20. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of giveaways there tomorrow night featuring Leap to Fame. Yes, actually, good thing you reminded me. <laughs> the first 200 people on course uh, will receive a free Leap to Fame cap, so that's pretty cool incentive. And obviously, general admission is free, so the grandstand's available and there's plenty of food trucks around for everyone to cater, uh, to cater for your hunger. Um, and so, yeah, it's just going to be a great night and uh, hopefully we can see some history be made. Yep, absolutely. I really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside uh, tomorrow. Have you got a winner for today, Chris? I got a winner, absolutely. Do you need a winner for today? Uh, you give me one and I'll give you one. Okay, <laughs> I think uh, race four, number one girl from Rosedale leads all the way. And I think race nine, number three, Typo, can uh, stamp his uh, mark on that field today as well. Okay, yeah, I like that. Typo's got some awesome form from New Zealand. And he's just really hit his straps now down at Menango. I like that too. Um, I think my best bet of the day is race number five, Achilles. Bree Evans, the trainer. Pete McMillan, the driver. Um, this horse is going super last start. And I went down into the stables last week after the race. And I was talking to Bree and I was like, oh, who's that horse? He looks ready to go. And it was Achilles post-race. He just looked like he was ready to run another lap. So, And he was parked last start. So he's got a huge upgrade and a draw. Uh, barrier one, Pete McMullen, get up. Okay, first leg of the quaddy. We'll put a circle around his name. We'll see you trackside. Yes, we'll see you then. See you, Chris. There's Edgar Patterson from the Albion Park Harness Racing Club joining us. Darren Clayton's online now to give us his thoughts for this huge program tomorrow night. 11 races. We kick off at 5.10. The big races race eight at 8.55. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Okay, so it's a little a little bit of a bonus. We get to see Larry again tomorrow night, but it's going to be a challenge because he's drawn six and it's his first open class test. How do you shake down this race? Yeah, well, uh, he's going to need to be every bit as good as we all know he is. Um, I still think he wins the race, but um, he, he's putting himself into uh, a position or a um, you know, a bit of a zone that we haven't experienced him to be in as yet. He's going to, um, you know, last week I didn't expect Grant Dixon to go back in the early stages, but um, even though he went back and then made a sort of that three-wide move from the probably about the mile mark to eventually take over the race with a lap to travel, um, he just dominated them and um, he probably can't get as far back this time around, but that said, 
um, he just continues to roll forward. It all happened. It it all depends what happens inside him. Like how much do they want to go hard early? Do they want to keep him parked? Last week it was it was probably a fair bit of respect shown by his rivals, uh, three and four year olds in that race, the Rising Sun. Different kettle of fish this week. They'll probably still want to respect him to a certain degree, but um, you know, do a few of them chance their arm and say, you know what, this is. Um, we might be on your turf, but uh, you're going to have to earn this. Did they break the track record? Forty-nine-two. Yeah, conditions. If the conditions are favourable, um, you know, they probably want it to be a little bit warmer. But um, you know, I, I think conditions are favourable. They won't come up for air. I wouldn't expect at any stage. It's probably be a, a mad burn that first quarter to find position, and then um, it only takes you know whoever's in front. And I think it'll be better zipping in front for one of the others to then take a to a sneaky look and say, well, you know, are, are you going to hold the front, or um, you know, is it is it time to get rolling here and be a long way from home? And if they're rolling a thousand from home, well. Um, the track records on the cards and like Greg O'Connor just mentioned that second quarter is all important that's the quarter that probably determines whether the record goes down Okay, I think when Blank Sedans went that track record time 49-2 he got to the half in about 54-5 maybe 54-6 so that'll be a a good indicator if, if they're sort of hitting the half in that sort of time frame that the track record could be in serious doubt yeah, definitely, and I think you could almost guarantee that the first quarter will be sub um, sub twenty seven or very low twenty sevens. Um, just the fact that um, you know, looking at it, there's no real press button gate speed horses. There's a few there that really good speed, but they just take you know perhaps fifty, hundred metres to really wind up, and um, that's where a horse like Magnificent Storm might just throw the cat amongst the pigeons, where they have a little bit of a, an early dip and say, well, you know what, we're, we're here, we're off the front line, this is this is our chance of, um, you know, snaring a good piece of um, travelling money. OK, a couple of stats. I know you love a stat, and I've got a heap of stats on the Sunshine Sprint. There's four runners backing up from last year. Uh, Spirit of St Louis, who was second behind Better Eclipse, Turn It Up was third. I Cast No Shadow finished fifth last year, and Blanks Dance was ninth. So they're all backing up for the second straight year. There's 10 runners, and I'm not including the emergency. There's 10 different sires. Collectively, those 10 starters in the Sunshine Sprint have won 226 races and more than $7.23 million. So there's a, uh, a good group of horses there, field of 10 over the mile. Now, a couple of other ones. There's only two previous winning Sunshine Sprint drivers in the, uh, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint tomorrow night. Can you name them? Um... Well, you've got uh, Luke McCarthy. I'm sure he would have won one. Um, yeah, Mr. Feelgood, 2010. Outside of the others, there's um, there's probably quite a few sort of visiting drivers. Or, you know, I know Pete McMullen hasn't won one as yet. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, you probably got me on the other one. Shane Graham, 2015, Avon over. Uh, okay. So the Seymours have won this race twice. Uh, Ahoka Punter, their most recent winner, Mr. Feelgood, they co-owned back in 2010. Grant Dixon's never driven a Sunshine Sprint winner. However, he trained the, uh, the Quinella back in 2019 when Ahoka Punter caused an upset downing Colt 31. So that's interesting. And the other thing, just with Leap to Fame being a four-year-old, 
So the past two winners of this race have been four-year-olds. Better Eclipse last year. He came out of the Rising Sun. He was the runner-up behind Ladies in Red. So he was able to score. And then two years ago, it was copy that. But a four-year-old winner of the Sunshine Sprint, there was a huge lull between 1995 to 2020 because the only other four-year-olds or the next four-year-old winner decide copy that, You've got to go back to young Mr. Charles when he won his first one, and he won everything that year. He won uh, the Sunshine Sprint, the, the, the Winter Cup, as it was. And the year prior, Warrior Khan did the same in 1993. So he was able to win the lot. So there was that big lull for about 20 years, uh, if not longer, but four-year-olds have claimed the last two. So leap to fame, hoping to make it three straight tomorrow night. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, that four-year-olds have sort of come back to the fore, especially with the change in the season. Um, you know, now that we go calendar year on the season, whereas before we used to be September 1 was the new season. So that's sort of uh, an interesting way. But, um, you know, this is a race that, you know, it, it might not have the, uh, um, you know, the prestige or, or the sort of fanfare of a miracle mile, but you only have to look through the honour roll just to see... Uh, how good this race actually is. You've got horses like I'm the Mighty Quinn, Black's a Fake, uh, Be Good Johnny, Sokiola, Persistency, he's probably not up there, but he was the first winner this century. Um, you know, even last sort of Thorite. late 80s, Thorate, yeah. So um, it's it's been a, a good race for a long time, and it's a good horse that wins it. Okay, so if you're playing the Quaddy tomorrow night, this is the last leg, the Sunshine Sprint, are you going one out with Leap to Fame or is there something else that you, you, you know, going to put in for a little bit of insurance, uh, uh, you know, perspective? Yeah, um, look, I, I think Leap to Fame wins the race and, you know, I'd be quite happy to go on it. We've got a big Quaddy jackpot on offer tomorrow night, so... Um, you know, that, that could be a big thing. I think um, just throwing in a little bit of insurance, it doesn't cost too much more to throw one in. And, um, you know, I think if the if the race turns out the way um, I think it will, with better zip it certainly leading in the early stages and, and they really make leap to fame work, well then, Mac Dan, proven Group 1 winner, a Newcastle Mile winner, um, contested the Miracle Mile last campaign, he's just going to get the perfect trip tucked in behind. And, um, you know, he he could be a sniper that sort of upsets the party, but um, that would be the, the only sort of... Um, the only way I could entertain Leap to Fame getting beat was that they ab absolutely go too hard and Mac Dan is the sniper. OK. Uh, just with Leap to Fame, as... You know, as we all know, he's drawing comparisons with, with the champ, Blacks of Fake. He started in four Sunshine Sprints, Blacks of Fake. He got beaten in his first Sunshine Sprint. Yeah, well, um, as we knew, he, he never won a Miracle Mile either. He's probably, um, you know, one of the, the greatest... Well, at this stage, he's the benchmark. He's the greatest horse um, that I'd, I've ever seen. Um, Leap to Fame's making huge inroads into him. We'd like to see him sort of finish this, this year off with a with a flurry if we were going to talk about him in the same breath. But, um, you know, the mile was probably never really Blackie's go. Like, he was just that um, get out and roll, but just roll those quick times continuously over, over the longer trip. So... Um, 
that said, there's a, a school of thought that the best stayers also make really good sprinters because they can just keep going at that speed. So it'll be interesting to see what, what we get with Leap to Fame here at the Mong. He's gone 49 at Menangle as a three-year-old, so he can he can run time. There's no, uh, there's no question about that. We just probably haven't seen him do it here on his home deck, the 1,000-metre track. And from gate six... Um, He's going to be wide for a fair way, but you look at the, his run last week. He's broke 150 for his last mile at 2100. So uh, he's a horse, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what he can do this week. And then um, dovetailing into the Blacks of Fake a week later. Yeah. So if he wins again tomorrow night, surely Albion Park is just rocking next week for Blacks of Fake night. Oh, you'd like to think it is and um, you know I've been a bit critical in the past that um, we lost a great promotional opportunity years ago when Black Fake was at his peak because he was just so good um, you know I think we're we're on the right track this time that we're not letting um, this superstar go unheralded mm. well that's all in front of us tomorrow night uh, we've got uh, the, the dashboard that's up and available right now as we speak with the RQ website yeah, that's up and live and all the different info on there. Um, hopefully we can steer uh, everyone. Who's the into... driver to follow? Um, well, it's a bit of a toss-up here. Um, I think Pete McMullen and Nathan Dawson both have uh, have a good night, but late the way of Pete McMullen. Um, I think he's got a really good book and a good chance there to, um, to pick up a couple of races and I think it's pretty even across the board. Nathan Dawson certainly gets his chance with Adele in the Trotter Sprint, as does Pete with Sugar and Spice. So, um, yeah, Pete McMullen is the driver to follow on the dashboard. Okay, so you can find that right now by going to the Racing Queensland website. What is your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, well, sticking with one of um, one of Pete's drives, and that's in the first. I think we can strike early with Mr. McLaren, race one, horse number six. This guy, um, he's certainly um, been in great form since he came across from New Zealand and joined the Turpin McMullen operation. And uh, his run last time out behind Can't Find a Better Man was really good. Uh, I just can't see anything in this race that can really take it up to him if he presses on and gets to the front, which is where I think leader Peter can position him and uh, he gets us off to a flyer, Mr McLaren in the opener. OK, so 280 with tab fixed price right now and uh, kudos to the uh, the boys down there in Sydney. All races are up fixed price-wise for Albion Park's 11-race program. So you're striking early, race one, number six. Uh, is there anything else on the program that stands out for you tomorrow night away from the Sunshine Sprint in the opener? Yeah, in the, in the trot, I'm playing one at a bit of value there. Red Castleton um, loves a peg trip, this guy, and um, six of his seven Albion Park victories have been when he's been tucked away, either leaders back, three fence, or even four fence he's had a few wins from. And um, I think there'll be a bit of mid, mid-race tempo into this trotter's mile, and um, he's just tucked away there and... Um, gets that perfect trip that he loves and he can he can blaze away when the gap opens so he's a good each way thought each way hope I thought in race four number one at Red Castleton. Yeah terrific value. Nine fifty the win, two seventy the place. So good value there for Darren in the Trotters sprint. That's Red Castleton. So they're your plays tomorrow night. Your tipping leap to fame. Value Red Castleton your best bet race one number six Mr McLaren. Hey, Darren, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. We'll talk again next week as we preview the big grand circuit race, the Blacks of Fate. 
Yeah, really looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you. And yeah, hopefully we're uh, we're talking about uh, how good Larry really is.